This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 91, The Do's and Don'ts of Saving Your Marriage and Winning Your Spouse Back, by Lisa Marlowe Booth of lisamarlowbooth.com. And I'm Joss Marie, your host and personal narrator, right here on the Relationships Edition of Optimal Living Daily. This is the show where I bring you some of the best relationship blogs on the planet every Monday through Friday for free and it's always with permission from the authors. Today, I have a post from Lisa Merlot Booth of lisamerlobooth.com. This post, along with the rest of the posts this week, are going to be a bit shorter than usual, but they're just as valuable nonetheless. This post, for instance, has over 300 comments on it, and that says something. Also, make sure and join our mailing list if you'd like to have a chance at winning a free book. It's almost September 1st, and we do it on the first of every month, so you've got just a couple days left to subscribe. You can do so right at oldpodcast.com. Good luck. And with that, let's hear today's post as we start optimizing your life. The Do's and Don'ts of Saving Your Marriage and Winning Your Spouse Back by Lisa Merlot Booth of lisamerlobooth.com. Over the years, I've had countless couples come into my office on the verge of divorce. In several of these couples, one partner is all but out the door while the other partner is fighting for one last chance to save the marriage. In some cases, the partner who's out the door says they're no longer in love with their spouse. In others, there was an affair, and in still others, there have been years of resentment built up from poor treatment, lack of an emotional connection, minimal help with the home and kids, and so on. Regardless of the reasons, the setup is that one partner wants out, or minimally, space, while the other one wants the marriage. In these situations, I've seen people do all sorts of things to try to save their marriages, most of which kill off any chance of getting back together. Most spouses, in fear of losing their marriage, turn to desperate measures and do things, such as try to seduce their spouse into staying by being ultra-sexual. Women typically try this one. Plead, demand, or pressure their spouse to make love with them. Men typically try this one. Call, text, or contact their spouse constantly to check in. Have endless conversations about how their spouse is feeling about the relationship now. And on and on. The problem with all these tactics is that they have the opposite effect from what the person is going for. They inevitably push their spouse away rather than bring them closer. And although these attempts make sense, given that the person is feeling desperate and scared, they are the last thing you want to do if your spouse is saying they want space. Or, worse yet, they want to leave you. If you find yourself in this situation, avoid doing all of the above at all cost. The last thing you want to do with someone who says they need space is to smother them and give them no space. Don't allow your fear and insecurity to sabotage your chances at saving this relationship. You have to get them to fall in love with you again by giving them the space to miss you, not by pestering them 24-7. Take the time to breathe. Slow down and pause. Listen to calming music. Go for a walk. Call a friend, etc. And don't chase your partner. Don't hound them with questions about what they're feeling, 
text them incessantly when you become insecure, look to them for reassurances that they still love you, pressure them to have sex, or throw yourself on them for sex. Don't act like a sick puppy and beg, plead, cry, or tell them how utterly distraught you are. And please, don't ever tell them that you can't live without them or insinuate in any way that you may harm yourself or kill yourself because of the pain they caused you. The moment you do that, you just confirm for them that you're not healthy enough for them to be in a relationship with. All these moves come out of desperation, which, like it or not, is highly unattractive and will only result in them feeling more distance and even disdain for you. Ask them to go into couples work together and find someone who specializes in couples. There are many terrible couples therapists or coaches, so don't waste your time with someone who's not excellent at what they do. Find individual support for yourself so you can show up differently in this relationship and have support through the insecure and lonely times. Show your insecurities to the professionals, not your spouse. Don't send manic texts, make frantic phone calls, or go on an angry rampage about how unfair this is and how it's really all your spouse's fault. Get calm, get grounded, and get strong. There are few things more attractive than confidence and strength. When you're in front of your spouse, be strong and hold it together. Show up differently in ways that your spouse has likely been asking you to do for years. If they complained about your anger, show up calm and stay calm. If they complained about your lack of help, step up and get responsible. Help them. If they complain that you never listened, were emotionally unavailable, or work too much, be present, listen, and stop zoning out and escaping. Make the changes she or he has always asked for and show them these are forever changes, not just get-you-back changes. Challenge. If you want a chance at winning your spouse back, you have to give them the space to miss you. Be the person they've begged you to be. Letting them call you and having fun with them when you see them versus having deep conversations about your pain or the relationship. Let them miss you. You just listened to the post titled The Do's and Don'ts of Saving Your Marriage and Winning Your Spouse Back by Lisa Merlo Booth of lisamerlobooth.com. Again, if you'd like your name to be submitted for our book raffle, make sure and join our mailing list before September 1st. We actually do a giveaway on the first of every month, and you can subscribe right at oldpodcast.com. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to see you again tomorrow with a post about the scientific merits of Tinder, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. 
You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Oh,